I am a true L.A. woman, born and raised, and there is truth behind the phrase, it's who you know, which is the beginnings of my career in product placement. The summer of my 21st year, I got a call from a friend who was working at a product placement agency, and he told me there was an opening, and he thought I'd be really terrific at it. Mind you, I'm 21, and I had no actual real-life experience beyond working at the mall. So I go down the next day with my newly drafted resume that didn't exist 12 hours before. And I go in for this interview. And again, true to Hollywood, the executive in charge who is interviewing me is very hippy-dippy, very Topanga. And we start talking. And I was completely prepared for reviewing my experience, of which she didn't even look at that resume that I worked so hard on. But at the end of it all, I am hired. And she cites my aura. So apparently, I had a great aura, or a summer tan, and I got the job, which is very exciting. Cut to two weeks later, unbeknownst to me, there was another partner. And the yin to this woman's yang was a complete opposite. And she was a very stern German woman with an incredible work ethic. And she shows up on my first day, as I did, and she is mortified by the hire that she had no influence on. She completely berates me, and I am scared and frightened and thinking, oh my, I quit my job at the Gap, and now I have no job if I don't keep this. And so in her anger, she throws out, you have 30 days to get results on camera. You know, I listen to her, or I'd lose my job. So this is in August, and anyone in production or TV production knows that the primetime schedule doesn't air until the second week of September. So that's beyond my 30 days. Also, you know, the gestation of it, those shows that were filming early on had already been in production. And then add to the fact that I knew absolutely nothing of this job and who to work with and what to do. So uh, I dove in without any other choice and I started asking a lot of questions and I was open and uh, open to learning and I was very teachable. And I really appreciated the advice and the mentorship that I got from my team members there, but I was also tenacious. And so the practice of product placement primarily had had resided in an approach of editorial approach and winning people over and, you know, more of a, of a PR approach. And my product that I had to work with, let's, let me go back. It was nothing fancy. It was a regional apparel company from the southeast with a, um, a logo, uh, an animal logo, you know, on the front of it. And so nothing sexy to work with. So in my efforts and my tenacious efforts with going on set every day and talking to people, I finally found a, a couple shows that really needed my help. And the, the, our products could offset their budgets and they helped a sister out. And but at the end of the day, I had those results on screen and I proved I I was worthy and I proved her wrong when she said I couldn't do the job because I had no experience. And 20 years later, I am the senior vice president of Ben, the branded entertainment network, and we are specialists and the preeminent leader in product placement and entertainment marketing globally. My name is Caressa Douglas and I clearly thrive on pressure. Celebrating the lives, work, and achievements of women around the world. The Drum presents Exceptional Women of the World, hosted by The Drum's America's editor, Doug Zanger. All right, let's go with three questions here. 
Give I, yourself advice on your first day of work ever. That, well, and now that opening story, by the way. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm, I'm not talking about. The, I'm not talking yet. about the gap. I'm yeah. talking about yeah. you know nothing wrong with the gap. We all had mall jobs, uh, but if you could give yourself advice on your first day of work, knowing what you know now, what would it be? It would be that there's actually a legitimacy to the proverbial catchphrases we all grew up with. And so they're a reason they, they exist. And so I found this out. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain. I know you're, you're really um, confused by my response. No, I'm not confused at all. No, because I was just I was pondering because, they're, because you're right. Yeah. I never know, gave, I, I never gave they it were, thought. They were right. And so, you know, case in point, don't believe everything you hear. And that's really critical in, in our job because we are constantly having meetings and meeting producers and directors, which can be intimidating, and all sorts of stakeholders. And had I listened to other people's experiences and their opinions of, of those individuals, I may have approached those conversations differently and been less you know, confident. And, and actually, they all are, were terrific, I mean, for the most part. A couple may have been true. And then the other part, you know, like the other phrase, um, don't put all your eggs in one basket. We work in an environment where anything can change at a moment's notice. Uh, a show could be canceled and our clients' products don't air. Right. Uh, something can be edited. You know, we lose a day of shooting and our location's gone. So we really have to always have a backup plan. That's true. No, it's very true. What's there no substitute for? Why is that? There's no substitute for having a conversation. Interesting one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I tell my kids the same thing. And I tell my team members the same thing. Going back to that German owner of my first agency, that was one of the first things she taught me, is that, uh, you know, you need to develop a relationship with your clients and you know, get to know them. And that's what I did. And I think with that now, cut to 20 years later, it's even more important than ever. You can get so much more done on, on the phone. And, you know, it, <laughs> Thank, yeah. you can yeah. read you can read so much of your own emotions at the time into email. Right. You know, their words. Don't read the emotions read the words right. and also sometimes you know you have to go mano y mano with a, a client or, or a situation and, and talk it out what's interesting though is with, with, with you guys I mean it's a technology based company mm-hmm. and yet there's this bringing together of both technology and the human side of it because yeah. it, this stuff is not transactional I mean in, in any business but mm-hmm. especially in this particular business I mean these are long standing relationships yep. or new relationships that you're building mm-hmm. and we forget that sometimes you're right you have to be in front of people yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and that's actually a big, uh, that was a big learning curve for me when we were bought by Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. Name, name drop. Because I spent my career in this relationship space, right? Yeah, right? And that's a good one. Right. Uh, I spent so much time in this space and then we did develop this amazing technology. And, and what we were able to do though is, is be more strategic with it, you right. know, because there still is that conversation in between. It is such high friction. What's the most important decision that people can make and by extension women can make in their lives? I think from what I've learned over the course of my life is uh, being smart about who you choose to invest in. So invest in the right people that surround you, whether it be work or business. On my personal life, gosh, I spent way too many years on people that were negative or weren't the best for me. And in work, I really think it's about not just surrounding a great team that's going to work hard for you. It's about surrounding team members who are just as passionate and listening to them. I've gotten to where I'm at by asking even the most junior person in our company is going to have an amazing opinion and knowledge, especially nowadays, about a technology or a vertical that I wasn't aware of. I learned actually more from the people around me sometimes than I do from the trades. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely made me a better 
person by choosing the right people. But you learn something by taking that. We all, we've all whiffed on friendships and professional relationships and we still continue to do that. But what, I'm divorced. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> really? Okay. There you go. Right. Jeez, great. <laughs> I walked right into that yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's about a big whiff yeah, as it gets. Exactly. There you yeah. go. But we learn a lot and you, you identify mm-hmm. the markers of what is going to be good for you. Because it's, again, it's not just about business. It's about mm-hmm. satisfaction. And well, I hope we hope to be self-aware enough to learn from those um, situations, right. those mistakes, right? And we often, you know, we tell our our kids that, which is hard for them to imagine. You, and even as adults, we have to remind ourselves that at the time it, it, it may have been so difficult, but if you open your eyes to it and experience it, you, you probably learned more from that. Yeah. Than if it was the road less traveled, right? That whole thing. I've had many failed adventure, but what's interesting is that the people that. I was with along the way, still very important part of my life. And it it was, you know, your true friends, Mm -hmm. even in the face of adversity. Mm -hmm. And I think that you could say the same professionally as well. Mm -hmm. Even when there's adversity, Mm -hmm. if your team's willing to stick their teeth into it. That's an important thing about, uh, I love working. I've never worked solo or as a consultant because I think working with a team, that's, that's the most exciting part is, is being surrounded by team members and being in the trenches, Mm -hmm. like you say. Let's get to the must list. What is a must do? My must do is to YOLO. So, okay. Right? Is YOLO hate... still a thing? No, it's not. Uh, not according <laughs> to my kids. But uh, do you have a better one? Well, I don't know. YOLO, YOLO feel, keep... I feel like it's 2014 when you say that. Yeah, I 20, still believe it's true. And, and the, sentiment, <laughs> the sentiment is true. He's calling me out as old, everyone. No, no, no. I'm, I'm far older than you. <laughs> I am substantially older than you. No, you know what? I think, at least in my case, I was so driven, and we, we think we have a plan, and sometimes you really get caught up in that, totally. and you're not in the now. And so on a personal and a business level, I am so fortunate, especially on my business, I come to work, and it is so exciting every day. And you know, you're out there challenged and filming. And executing really cool things, and you're meeting great people, and you're on location, and it's just about being in that moment and appreciating it. There's a time to be appreciative of what happened in the past. You can get over nostalgic sometimes, I think, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. that I think hinders it. But I think it's important to understand history, and I think it's 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 okay yeah. to say, oh, I remember how great that was, and but not you know lock onto it. And then sometimes. When we look, try to look too far into the future, we get over our skis a little bit. Absolutely. So it's that sweet spot. Absolutely. The now. The now. Everybody look at the now. What's a must experience? Being the lowest on the totem pole. Totally. There is nothing, and I just talked about my, my early experience, but there's <laughs> nothing more valuable than the experience you're going to get on the job. And when you work your way up, you're going to learn the process all the way through and through. And you're going to be a better... For me, it made me... Appreciative of every contributor. So as you as you rise and you are a manager, you understand all the different contributors that make the company what it is and deliver these results. I think that's the most important thing we can do is work hard. Interesting caveat to that. So Sarah Bates, who's a creative, brilliant creative director at RPA down mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. Um, south of south of where we are in Sherman Oaks, uh, she's she advised be a producer. And I was a producer. I was, mm-hmm. a, and it was. It's interesting to me because I, I notice, and this is just my own experience, is that writers and producers, or at least having one or both of those experiences, mm-hmm. is such a good foundation. And so, when you say the word producer to, to some people, it could be a digital producer. It mm-hmm. could be, you know, Hollywood production. For me, it was audio production and you know, all these kind of other pieces. But you're right. 
You got to get dirty and you got to get in there. And I would say actually the producers, um, at least the most, the one, many that I know, the successful ones, they spent that time as a PA and working up and understanding all the different jurisdictions that go into film production. Right. So I think those, the most successful, understand what every single team needs and that's right. how they budget it out and that's why you know and they work well together and that's how they get the respect of their crew as well totally yeah. oh yes mm-hmm. that's a whole other show for another time <laughs> what's a must read trades I, I, all right yeah. i know i know i have to right. yeah it's uh um, it makes it easy now nowadays you know we don't, we don't have to thumb through magazines you but it was kind to, of fun to get it, the variety on it was you know yeah i mean we, but there was so much in, in, yeah. in it to thumb through and uh but we are hired to be experts and shepherds for our clients so we always have to be sometimes the trades we already hopefully know that information and i'm, and I'm saying like yeah. read the trades and we're, we're a trade yeah. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's important to know your Okay. To be informed. All right. So here's a clear distinction, mm-hmm. though. There's a difference between reading something and learning from something. Yes. That's a key differentiator. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if you just read something, it's just... Mm. But if you're learning from it, that's... then that's kind of our vibe. It's like, we want people to learn from us. We want people to be better at their jobs because yeah. of stuff that we talk about. And we're, I'm, we're fortunate. I'm fortunate enough in my job, my, in this, my scope of work and what I do, I actually learn on the job so meaning that we'll have conversations on i'm on set and we have those conversations with those producers or writers or prop masters in those shows that we read about so it's exciting to know and yes exactly and learn from them what are they doing with their project and that helps us not just know this show is going into production what does that mean for our clients in working with that show what's a must learn for me the must learn is the ability to pivot and change. And I alluded to this early on, our, the nature of our business, there's so many variables that are out of our control. And we need mm-hmm. to be able to advise our clients and come up with a tr- creative solution. If a scene gets cut, then how, where else can we go and, and figure this out? So we constantly need to be pivoting. And then nowadays, the landscape changes every day. Mm-hmm. There's a new digital outlet, a new streaming platform. You know, Viewing behaviors are, this week, are not what they were last week. Bananas, so, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you need to be able to uh, recognize it and then be able to uh, swerve into it. <laughs> swerve into it. Mm-hmm. It's quite an analogy. <laughs> Steer into it. Swerve. Well, it's a little crazy sometimes. That's why Do the wheels swerve. get a little loose sometimes. You know what? Yeah. It, you know, the, by our job, we're it's wacky. You know, we're, <laughs> I, uh, I got you, with best laid plans, I'm full of all those catchphrases I was talking about, mm. is that you come in on a day thinking that the script's going to be what it is. And we don't know. We didn't know that last night they rewrote it. Right. So it's crazy sometimes. Crazy shit. And you're like, OK, it's it's bonkers. What are we going to do? got to stay calm because we got to solve this right. and um you know uh so i tell my team we need to be proactive to be reactive so have our ducks in a row be ready to go for production and have everything ready but then understand if it changes what's our backup plan plans b through f exactly right. exactly what's a question you've never been asked before that you'd love someone to ask you and what would the answer be I think it's about how did I get to where I am? So what was my secret weapon in my career, especially in Hollywood? Because it is a tough town. And what I learned along the way, what got me here was being uh, respectful of everyone. I learned, and you know, and I was raised 
maybe it was because I was I was raised by very creative hippie artists in Los Feliz, who we were right, talking right, about right. earlier. Right. And um, we had a lot of different type of people in and out of our house all the time. And we were really, I was a really appreciative of, of meeting different people. That's cool. And that's the same thing about when you go on set and you're talking to different crew members. If you, it's not just the, the producer that is the most important. You need to understand what are the challenges of the transportation coordinator, especially if we have a vehicle a company and how can our client be a solution for him and we need to earn their trust i think it's about being respectful and being nice to everyone unless they're not nice to me i think that's fair point so it's kind mm-hmm. of that golden rule thing mm-hmm. yeah it does just it does kind of distill down to that in the final analysis of a lot of things yeah, it always comes back to what we learned and what was that book? We, everything we learned, we learned in kindergarten. Correct. You know, I was about to reference a Judy Bloom novel so. because that just popped into my head. But oh, I want to know which one it was. Are you here, God? It's oh, me, God, Margaret. It's me, Margaret. Right. Yeah. yeah, I have no idea why that just popped into my head. I don't know. Do you think Hollywood's getting nicer or meaner? My experience is I, I actually think I'm learning they're nicer than you thought. So <laughs> okay, that's a great okay yeah. yes. Got so, you know, going back to like, you don't go by what everyone says. I spent my career working with below the line uh, crew members. So mm-hmm. with props, you know, handling our, our packaged goods or our hand products, props, the business changed and we changed it five years ago when we built this platform and we brought in an economic incentive in exchange for producers. So producers started playing a role in this. And I do remember feeling really nervous, like, oh, shit, that's a big name, you know, and I'm so I'm I'm trying not to be intimidated. And you know what? I have yet to experience, uh, you know, something out of like swimming with sharks or some true stereotypical jerk. Everyone really it's a business. And I do also know. It's a familial business, so meaning that fa- it's it's a family when you're on a crew. Right. They really are, they, you know, they spend 14 hours a day together, 100 people. Sometimes they go from show to show together. Behind the scenes, they're actually really genuine, hardworking totally. folk, including the producers and directors. Absolutely. Yeah. Here's where I compliment you, and talking to people and preparing for this. Yeah, I, I you know knew the hustle, knew the you know it's like this, the get at itness mm-hmm. of it. There's mm-hmm. air quotes in, in there. You remind me of somebody who I have a, a very very deep amount of respect for, Liz Dolan, who's over at Fox. I, I just I've heard her telling stories from early in her career, mm-hmm. and it's like uncanny. Just like whatever it takes, mm-hmm. this is what we need to do. Always mm-hmm. have these backup plans. Yep. But I think what, it's, what what I find most interesting and where I compliment you is that. You're creating this culture of it's okay. It's okay to ask. Yeah. It's okay for you to approach me. It's okay for us to do all. That's that's an important part of this because nothing will ever be perfect. We have a job to do and we do that to the best of our ability. But rare or ever is anything perfect. But getting as close to perfection as possible to do the job as well as we can that's what you really espouse. I think that you're very much a realist. You are very much an optimist, but <laughs> I think I think you you're creating this culture of hey, it's okay. Let's yeah. but let's be prepared this that and the other thing. You're completely realistic about all of this, but you're also very uh and, it, and to me what I've noticed and what I've learned about you is this is still fresh to you. It doesn't, it hasn't gotten old. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's exciting every day. That's the thing. It's like, you can be like, oh God, here we go. Yeah. So-and-so <laughs> needs this. I don't sense that from you. So that's yeah. where I compliment you. Thank is that you. is that accurate? Am I, am I uh, in the ballpark? Yeah, I do. I, I'm very much about team and I do approach it that way. I was a softball pitcher 
So there's that. There's I learned so much from that experience. You'd think that the soft that the pitcher is the most important. Everyone pays attention to the pitcher, but it's everyone else that keeps mm-hmm. that game going. That was a great experience for me. So I do think that yeah, it's okay to drop the ball and make a mistake and yeah. overthrow it, and because we got another shot at it, hopefully. And if we didn't, we lost, and we have another game. Still huck the ball around. I'm sorry. You still, you still, uh, you know, now and then I, um, I, I, yeah. Pitching about in the 70s, 70 miles, 70 miles now, about right? Yeah, not now. (laughs) But back in the day. Yeah, I was a good junk ball pitcher. (laughs) (laughs) You know, keep them guessing, swerve into it. Sure. I like that. (laughs) this part of the show you get a chance to talk about whatever you'd like for a minute or two so without further ado the floor is yours well you kind of alluded you said something that i was going to say and that is so it's uncanny that we are the same we are on the same page i think it's really important to not be afraid to ask a question and not be afraid to say you don't know Uh, my an example for me was again when we were bought five years ago by a tech giant, and he was investing in making this a transactional approach or what we thought it would be. All of a sudden, I was on calls and in meetings with really smart, smarty pants engineers and platform developers and a shit ton of acronyms that I was like, what? I don't want to, I don't, what's that? You know, you don't want to sound stupid, especially at a senior level, you know? Right. So you start noticing people nodding. And my favorite was I was on this call and every other word was concatenate. So we're going to, we're going to concatenate. See, see, we're smart people. And you're turning your head like concatenate. Like, like a puppy dog. Yeah. yeah that, and uh, uh, yeah. so it was like, we're going to, you know, concatenate on this and then we'll bifurcate this. And I was like, Jesus, what's the it? What is, you know, and I didn't want to seem stupid. And thankfully it was a call. So I'm, I'm Googling it. It means to connect. So we could have just said, we're going to connect on this. But in developer language, that's what it was. And it was so funny because we, there were a lot of people in the room. And, and I was like, do you know what that is? Do you know? No one knew. But no one, was willing, <laughs> no one was willing to say, clear it up and go, okay, I just need to understand this. And I think as things are always evolving in what we, we're, we're doing, um, it's okay to say, I don't know anything about this streaming platform that just announced. I don't know anything about this wackadoodle influencer my 16-year-old loves. But is, is it should we invest in this person? Or what do you know? So I think it's important to ask questions and admit we don't know everything. To wrap up the show, we ask for one more piece of advice or wisdom. What would be your final word? I thought long and hard about this. And you, be, you do you. I think the most important thing is you do you. For me, the illustration is a few years back, we were working on a really massive campaign for a large uh, Japanese transportation company with a huge Hollywood franchise film that was really big um, and well-funded. And the chairman of the Japanese transportation company was growing really impatient with how things were moving along with the production and not really understanding uh, where they were at. And he was really growing. He wanted to pull the program. My boss, our EVP at the time, couldn't make this meeting in Miami at last minute. So I get a call at midnight that I need to be on the plane at 8 in LAX, fly to Miami, and calm the chairman's on down and and explain all this. And so it was a huge responsibility. There was a, this was a multi-million dollar program. It was a very big deal. And so uh, I'm flying down. And I'm getting nervous because I don't know the, the, the parameters of Japanese protocol, business protocol, and it's going to be pretty intense. And he's angry, I hear. And I get to this, and the room is full. It's a long table. And they, it's all, all Japanese businessmen looking very serious. There's not one woman in the room. 
And they sit me at the seat of honor directly across from him to explain our situation. And he was very stoic and uh, it was a very intense thing. And my knee jerk after uh, like thinking on the entire flight, how I'm going to say this and do this and all those thoughts, all that preparation, I was so nervous. I just resorted to me. And so I spoke passionately about, you know, why I believed he just needs to wait and why this is going to be great. And I really just spoke honestly and animated like I'm doing right now, which is me. Because I was so worried that I wouldn't be super professional enough and all this. I wore a suit and the whole thing. And at the end of it all, with that stoic face and all, he applauded me. He gave me a round of applause. And he's like, we're going to stick this out. And his translator turned to me and said, you know, uh, Mr. Uh, you know, Mr. San, uh, I won't say his name, believes in you because, uh, and he's, he's going to continue to do this, and he believes in you because you speak from your stomach. And he goes to and he goes to his stomach. So, like, there was a fleeting moment where I was thinking, God, i got to increase my core uh, <laughs> regimen. And then I understood what God. he was saying, right? <laughs> yeah. so, so then I was like, oh, you speak, I'm speaking honestly. I'm speaking from my gut. And right. I, that just showed, like, all of it worked out because I was just being honest in me. And I was totally behind this project and behind them as a client. And that showed. Ending on that, that's the catchphrase. I'm going to end it on a catchphrase since I said it. It's true. Go with your gut. I love it. I enjoyed the talk very much. Everyone said, you guys are going to get along pretty well. I'm like, yeah, I think so. But honestly, seriously, thank you so much for joining us on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me.